Welcome to another episode of Bearing It All with Mark and Chris. And in tonight's episode, we are celebrating a Bears victory. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Great game, Bears. That was a real win. I uh, I know W is a W, but the Minnesota win didn't leave a good taste in my mouth. How about this one, though? It was a lot better. This was, this, this, uh, you know, on all levels, it was just a, a complete game. A complete game where you're comfortable. And me, I, I'm never comfortable, actually. I'm going to tell you straight up. It's, I have to see zero, zero, zero on the clock. I have to see it till the very, very end because we were here before. I mean, and, and we lost to them. Yes. But, uh, that's, uh, that's what I want to talk about first. Um, we're seeing actual growth. It's, uh, it's, uh, unique to see it in real time. Usually these kind of things are done at the end of the season when people take a look at the details and the stats, but as fans with the naked eye, we're seeing something develop that's pretty impressive to the point where, you know, Eberflus and Fields may have just, uh, switched up the contract. I mean, I'm, what I'm getting at is, I mean, they may have flipped the script is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, but in reality, you know, the only the only person that can maybe, maybe, and that's iffy, I would think it's, it's JF that could save his job. I think the head coach is out. I mean, defensively. I think he's remarkable. I think he is making these players play to their level, um, and and it's showing. I mean, we had, I think, three, four sacks. Sweat, oh my goodness, unbelievable how much, how much he can he can uh, just validate his his playing. Yes, his uh, his uh, presence on the field <clears throat> is creating a uh, situation where we're all we're all. Uh, you know, reaping the awards. These other guys needed that catalyst, and it's it's wonderful. We saw Dexter get his first sack today. I love that for that interior defensive player. And uh, Justin Jones got one. And, uh, yeah, we had four total. And I remember <clears throat> multiple games without one sack. I love it. Yeah. No, no, no. When you have that pressure and consistent pressure, it's, it's, it's all about consistency, ladies and gentlemen. It has to start there. Whether it's on offense or defense or special teams, it just has to be consistent. Yeah. Consistent to the point that at least, you know, we had Velvet Jones finally not calling a fair, you know, uh, catch. He's, he's taking it out. No, Poles is bound and determined to make that guy not a bust. <laughs> uh, his defensive picks, though, let's hand it to Poles. They're coming through. Taquan Brisker was definitely the player of the defense this this day. If there was a game ball I could give out, I would go to him. He had uh, 17 tackles. I mean, it was insane. He was all over the field playing like one of those. I, I know it's cliche, but he's playing like he loves football. No, it, absolutely. I mean. Just the, the defense. The defense, I mean, held him to, what, 13 points? Well, it's wonderful, isn't it? We're seeing the defense come together, and you know what that means, Chris? At this level, if if, if these things continue, even if we lose a couple, Abel Flus doesn't 
He's not going anywhere, man. I don't see it. How, how's Paul's going to get in front of the media and explain that, yeah, even though we all witnessed this growth and everything's getting better and things are improving, we're going to fire him and start over? I just... Are we just late bloomers? Is that what it is? It's, it's just they had to adapt. They had to adjust. They had to... So that's a, that's a really good question because the beginning of this season to me was inexcusable. To come out that flat-footed, that bad... I mean, bad. Really, really bad. Like, like we've never seen a Bears team perform so poorly. No. We, we can go back and we can listen to ourselves speak on how bad our defense was and how much we, you know, we, we talked about the old. The problem is that the old defenses. Yeah, the ownership should have made a decision at that point. Having not made a decision at that point. You know, Eberflus' system is working. The team is st stuck together. The locker room hasn't collapsed. I'll tell you what. The one that has a guaranteed job <laughs> is Poles. I mean, I yes. don't know how you can let a young talent like his, the caliber that he is displaying and the smartness as far as the players that he selected and the players that are shining and and. You know, I agree. Making a name for themselves. I agree. This 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 commissioner is, is smarter than all of us, and that's the what you want in your commissioners. I mean, he knew about Montez Sweat. He recognized the importance this man would have. While every stupid fan was arguing about how much we paid him, Montez Sweat has completely reshaped the entire defense. I keep thinking of how good it's going to be to get more talent on that team. Oh no, it's just he. I mean, he made. He makes the defense play that much better. Yeah. On all three levels. From the interior, from the mid, from the out. I mean, all three levels play to his caliber, to what he's addressing. I mean... Yeah, you have to take him into account. Every defensive coordinator does, and it's wonderful. Um I can go on and on about this defense forever. And last thing, uh, Jalen Johnson, uh, resign, resign the guy. Uh, I mean, not elite money like he wants. And I think even Johnson understands that after he got embarrassed with that trade thing. But give him a good, healthy salary, make the kid happy, and keep him because he is excellent. He right. is. Absolutely. I mean, Chicago has the money. Yes. So give it to him. Yes. And, and uh, the only thing is um, – I know we've got a long way to go, but um, I'm seeing growth. But everything that we complained about in the weeks prior is being addressed slowly. So, you know, the next thing I'm complaining about is no pick sixes. You know, we're dropping these balls. But, again, I have to remind myself, this is a young team that's developing. The game, the speed is faster than anything that these, you know, rookies have ever experienced. So, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. It it oh I'll give you that it's a work in progress yes absolutely but you know just we are we've been fucking so fortunate to have horrible teams in the past and in the present but we've always had fucking killer defenses I mean. We, I, I was to the point where I always felt so bad for a defensive player who is like defensive player caliber, player of the year, and we have shitty offenses 
where I always tell myself they can stop a, uh, um, an offense fourth down and one and stop them and we get the ball back and we give it to the quarterback to the offense and they go three and out and and you tell yourself why you, you know holy shit these defensive players that play on one side and they know that they can stop that this offense but in return their quarterback or their offense is just gonna shit they're gonna fucking tank and they're gonna be back on the field tired as fuck because they go three and out which only fucking takes about two two minutes and 30 seconds and they're back on the field agreed man Agreed. It's wonderful to see. Uh, we can debate about what's going to happen to the future, but for now, I love the way the effort is out there. They're playing with attitude. They're playing with confidence. It's a wonderful thing to watch. Let's switch gears a little bit over to our offense. Uh, some flashes. I, I thought Getty started off playing, calling a pretty good, uh, pretty good game plan, and then uh, and then when uh, Detroit adjusted and uh, we demanded uh, Fields throw more. Uh, there were some obvious struggles, some um, protection issues. Fields was making some bad decisions, but it seemed like he recognized his error because uh, right after halftime, we got a whole different uh, look from the defense and uh, offense. Well, and it's also because I think Getze fucking realized and said, you know what, Justin, just stay in the pocket, maintain, scram a little bit, and throw it. And throw it to DJ Moore, mm -hmm. your number one receiver. No. Guess what? Let him make some plays. No, and, and he's doing a wonderful job with that. I mean, DJ Moore needs 120 yards to beat his career uh, record, and he's got, what, three, four more games left to do that? It's wonderful. No, but but the, the other thing is, you know, when they get when they try to get fucking cute with what pisses me the fuck off, check this out. We're winning. 10 nothing. They get the ball. They stop Detroit. And then three and out. Justin Fields, what do they do? They run him. They run him with third down and two yards. They run Justin Fields. Why would you run fucking your quarterback, your starter, in well, I in, in, in a pile in a pile up where he can get injured? And then after that, they fucking toss it to DJ Moore, and they stop them. They have him as a running back. Come on, fuck. It didn't work. It didn't work, but historically it does. I mean, I didn't think that was a bad decision. It didn't work. It didn't execute correctly, but uh, the Fields runs all over Detroit. He was successful today in running on them. You got to keep the ball in the best player's hands. Uh, so, But I, I understand. See, I see what Getsy's doing, and I and I appreciate it, and I really don't you know have a problem with it. The, the only thing I can think of that needs to happen is that Fields needs a um, an OC with far more experience, and uh, you know someone who's highly intellectual, someone who knows exactly like how to, you know, what offense to run. Um, it's going to be interesting because I can, if they do keep loose, I can I can see them uh, replacing Getzy. Oh yeah, but I also see you know what DJ Moore, hands down, is the number one receiver by far, but our two and three. We have little guys that guess what? Are there are DJ Moore's fucking height the same size? And we need fucking some receivers that have some length. We need some we need some receivers at six two, six three, six four, six five. Well, let's hope 
we addressed that here in the draft with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Because we need, we but we need we need those type of players. Man, what do you think of that? Uh, man, so that fourth down, uh, fourth and thirteen, where Fields scores to uh, to DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore. It's beautiful, beautiful. Because let me tell you, we used to beg for that when when the guys would jump off sides against Nagy, right. and he wouldn't do anything about it. And it was like what we saw was a fourth and thirteen. It was designed to just see if they can get the guys off. They were Bears were fine letting the play clock run out so they can punt it from further away. And lo and behold, that hard count worked and unbelievable. Let's uh let's hear that. I think I've got that here. You do. Play it. Well, guess what I have in my fantasy? DJ Moore. You know what's beautiful about that? That's that's chemistry. That's not a, a play that's written. That's not a look over to DJ Moore. That's a, my brother knows exactly what he needs to do. He sees the jump. He takes off and fields connects. That was wonderful. That's the kind of stuff you can't teach. That's the kind of stuff that DJ Moore appreciates. Honestly, that's the kind of stuff that separates Justin Fields from a lot of the other quarterbacks in this league. That's, that's chemistry right there. I mean, they put up the stats. They put up the pictures as far as the quarterback to receiver. You know who they had? They had Mahomes, Kelsey. They had Tua and Hill. They had, you know, just uh, they had all these receivers and quarterbacks, the, the duo. And then they had the, the, the rating. They had Fields and more. And that's how it's got to be. Yeah, no. and I, But, they, you know, speaking of that, they did get Darnell Mooney involved today. Cole Komet had five catches. Mooney had five, I think. So I, I like that. Um, that was excellent. Uh, I thought the after halftime they came out and played well. Um, like I said, Detroit's a good team. And Chicago's a young team that's learning. So we're not going to see, you know, excellence and elite, you know, uh, play yet. But... Man, they string together a couple more wins, and you know suddenly Chicago's that team that you really don't want to play. No, but I, but I, I have to disagree with you. I, I don't think Chicago, I, I don't think the Lions are a really good team. I really don't. Do I see the Lions beating Dallas? No. Do I do I see them beating the Eagles? No. Do I see them beating the Niners? No. I don't see them beating any of those well, not, teams. Not right now. I don't even see. I mean, they lost to Green Bay, and Green Bay sucks, too. No, I understand. Yes, right now, that's the situation. Their record, their record isn't what they are. Yeah, honestly. well, that's not... I'll tell you that. I agree, but the first six to eight games, they were just fine. I don't know what happened to Detroit. I'm glad it did, but I mean, there's no doubt that they were a legit no, team. No, we should have beat the fucking... The, the, the Lions... Uh, the, the, I agree, but the that's... Last time we played them. I agree, but that is not a bitch team. It's a good team. They'll lose in the first round of the playoffs, but it's you know they're not the fucking Packers. No, but I named three teams that they won't. Well, of course, beat. of course, absolutely. So they, give the Lions a division. Give them the the fucking no the because because the, the Lions can beat anyone in the AFC. That's what I'm getting at. Well, well no, I don't think so. Either. They certainly can beat the Chiefs. Well, the Chiefs are on the, the no. Anyway, this is a Bears podcast. Fuck yes, it Chiefs. is. It is. Let's fuck fuck all the other teams. I I apologize. So going back to our team, 
our team played a fucking complete, complete football game today. Yeah, and they finalized it, which was beautiful. I love how it ended. Uh, that. What do you think of Campbell going for it on fourth down every time? Is that arrogance? Is that just his personality? Or has he created a persona now that he can't get around? No, I think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, that's just how he is. I mean, because there were some dumb ones. I mean, no, come th- on. Th- there is, but guess what? I wish that we had a fucking coach on our side that would have done the same thing and gone for it. Well, our coach has been pretty aggressive on fourth downs. I mean, nothing like uh, Campbell. Nothing like Campbell, but but you have to you have to give him the the credit. I mean, the yeah. players love him. Yeah, and a and a and a coach, players that love a coach, they thrive. They play for that coach. Today, the Lions, you know, and and the words of famous Dennis Dennis Green. You know, the Lions are who we thought they are. <laughs> Fuck them. We we fucking should have beat them the first time. You got to let's hand it up to hand it off, though, to the Bears, D, not just for that excellent presence, but for shutting down their two best receivers. Uh, I'm on, I'm on Ron, Brown's, Sam Brown. St. Brown, and I apologize, and uh, Sam Laporta. Each each with barely, what, one, two catches tops. Uh, it was a wonderful shutdown of the two top receivers on that team. You got to remember, Jared Goff fucking got demoted. He got, he got let, he, he got traded, he got let go. I know, but you're still speaking as if Detroit is not a good team. Jared Goff has high numbers. Detroit has good record. I get that they've fallen apart, but do not dismiss the fact that we beat a good team. We did not beat... Houston, we did not beat fucking uh, New England and, and the, the Commanders, and this was a legit playoff-bound team that's in our division. It was a very successful win. Well, it's a good team when it comes to our division. When it comes to anything else, to the playoffs, the Lions are the fucking the worst. They're they're the bottom. Yeah, but you and I both know playoffs is a whole new season. So it is an, it, I'm not is, I'm not rooting for the Lions, but I'm also not here to dismiss them. Well, I am. I'll fucking tell them who they are because they fucking suck, suck, and they're not going to go anywhere past fucking the first the first game in the playoffs. That's what I'm going to call. Them. I'm going to say it right now. So Bears and um, Eberflus and Fields, man, um, they're looking like they they uh, are in a good spot. But I tell you, if they go into and lose that Green Bay game, I, I don't think anyone is going to survive Monday morning. No, I agree. You said it. You called it, and I'm going to quote you on that because I, they got to. They got to. They got to handle that because Jordan Love is starting to look good, which is something I don't want to talk about or admit to. But you know, that uh, that fucking system that that uh, Frenchman over there, the Fleur, is putting into effect, it's working, and I don't like that. It, it bothers me, but. You know, it, it, what bothers me is that I see a, a coach who's implemented a system that's, you know, actually taking effect and absorbing. Like, oh, my God, why can't Getsy do this? But, you know, again, Getsy's a rookie. I think, uh, you know what, uh, you know, after today's game, I, I, I started to realize something. I just realized, you know, fuck. We are going to be, I'm going to say this right now. I'll say it right now. We are going to win out. We're, we're not going to lose a game. That's a bold statement. I love we're it. We're not going to lose a I game. I love it. I love it. We, so who we got? We got and Cleveland, and right? We got the Browns next. Yeah. We got the Browns. And I'm going to tell you why we're going to win. We're going to win because every player after today, they believed. Yes. They believed in something. And I also think, here's the other thing. I'm going to throw the, the million-dollar question. I'm going to throw it out there. 
they believe in Justin Fields. Without a doubt. And so they're going to play for him. No, they Not lost. only are they going to play for him, they're going to play for Flus. They're playing hard, yes, for Flus and each other. I mean, I don't know. I, I listen to Flus's speeches at the end. They're, they're, they're inspiring, but they're, I, they're not like, oh, my God, inspiring. So whatever he's done, you got to hand it to him. That locker room has done a wonderful job at, of staying together. Um, I was telling you earlier that in the end, the game, when, they're, when the coaches are running onto the field, they they panned to Flus, and I don't know if it was Stevenson, number 29, one of the players was had his arm around his head coach or his hand somewhere near, and they're running together. And before Flus, Ever Flus is going to shake the head coach's hand after the game, he kind of pushes him away, not in a rude way or in a mean way, but just like, okay, 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 thank you, but I got to go and do my routine. But that showed me... I don't know. It just, it just. No, he's loved. It he's, stuck with me. Yeah, no, he's loved. Uh, the players love him. I mean, I saw that hug I, that he got last week. I mean, they're rooting for him. I mean, he seems to be a good guy. I mean, there's no doubt he's a good guy. I mean, you know, uh, getting back to fields, the guy's done everything we've asked him to do. I've never seen a more tough SOB in my life. The licks this kid took today were were some I wouldn't afflict on my worst enemy. They were massive hits, and he took them like a champ, and he stayed in there. I want him to succeed because the city wants him to succeed. The nation is rooting for him. I really feel like that's a decision that, you know, I think they need to make before they move forward. See in a perfect world, Chris is what I would like is for Ryan Poles to say, I know exactly what I'm going to do after this. I am going to sign him to a 50 year option. Um, so I don't have to commit to a long-term uh, thing. I'm going to entertain uh, my draft picks by bringing in all these quarterbacks and doing the whole necessary thing I need to do by putting on a display for these uh, reporters when the truth is I already know I'm keeping fields and then don't tell anyone what I'm doing because you need that leverage and then go into that draft and take that Carolina pick to your head and take, you know, draft who you need to. And then that bears pick, man, sell that shit and get a boatload of talent. I mean, we're talking ones and, twos for a couple of years uh, it is going to be exciting i think what we're seeing is is that fields is fully capable of running an nfl team and you have to make that gamble no. bring in a new rookie and a new coach and and hope that it connects and i get it i get it theoretically they are a lot better than fields supposedly but we all know how that Stories worked out for Ryan Leaf and Todd Marinovich and uh, and uh, Johnny Banzel and I mean the list goes on and on. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. That's that's our wish. Our wish is that you know Fields just gets it, and uh, and we have we have we have fucking I don't know. We have like the I don't know how to describe it, but we have so much. To lose and so much to gain at the same time with these picks. And no. I would not want to be fucking Poles 
Oh, this is what he lives for. Oh my God, this is a dream for him. Oh, <laughs> he's salivating oh, from from all. The think about it. I mean, he may already have a perfect scenario planned out in his head. I don't know. All I know is that you're gambling a lot by bringing in a rookie quarterback when you've got a successful one here who seems to be getting better. And the reason I say that is because I watched him make decisions and then change those decisions. I mean, the guy's not thrown a pick, let's be honest. No, he hasn't, but but those sacks that he's taking. I know. I mean, he's getting up he's, and he's hurt. He's and it's far, like he far, far from. He doesn't have to take those, those sacks. He's he far, from, far from elite. He's, a, he's one of those winners. He doesn't understand that yet. He's a young player who wants to throw his body into the wind. Yeah, I get but that. But he can't. He's got to understand that he's fucking Elon Musk. He's done a good job with sliding. He's Jeff Bezos. He's fucking, you know, he's Steve Jobs. He's, he's fucking, he, he, he's done a good job with person. Yeah. He's done... He has to understand that it's, you know, just a run can, can jeopardize everything, everything. So he has to be a very, very, very smart runner i'm impressed with i'm impressed with cole Komet. he's doing a, a bang-up job out there his his receiving is great his blocking has always been stellar i like the mercedes lewis got a little uh help in there today that was nice to see the old vet there um darnell mooney got a couple catches that was great uh running game wasn't effective today but you know that was just you know the hand that was dealt um we tried um I like that they played Foreman. I thought he was the perfect running back for that scenario. But, again, Detroit's uh, run D was pretty good. And, you know, sometimes that's the way the game works out, I think. But they uh, they definitely need to lean heavy on that running game going forward. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's where, that's where we start. I mean, you have three running backs that can run it. I mean, instead of running DJ Moore and running your quarterback – on first down, or you know, I get it. I, I, I you want to, you want to set the, you want to set the tempo. You want to make them, you know, the defense be aware that you have that caliber of player. But they know that. So even if they stop you, you run those those backs. You have to run those backs because that's what they get paid for. But first and foremost, it's to soften that defensive line. It's to soften it up. It opens up everything else. You have to stay to the game plan. So everything else opens up. I mean, if you don't run, then it's a lot easier for the defenses to read and understand what you guys are going to be playing. And then they can calculate and they can, they can annihilate you in that, you know, in that, in that, in that regard, because you have to. Everybody knows you have to start with a run game. You just have to. Mm-hmm. So now the Chicago Bears have a what two-game lead for the number one pick next year. Carolina lost again today to the Saints, so that was nice. Um, 93% chance of landing that pick. Uh, curious, though, what they're going to do. Like We talked about that already. I say if we win out, you trade it. You trade that first pick. In the second pick, you get somebody on the edge. You get somebody, a, a, a defensive end, that could fucking just, all they have to do is sack the quarterback. That's their number one job. And then from there, with that number one pick that you trade off, you have so many, so many layers that you can touch. You can draft a quarterback. 
You can draft a receiver. You can draft a corner, a safety. You name it, you can call it. You, you can draft it. You can draft the center. Yeah. But again, I can't stop talking about DJ Moore. Uh, he's everything that we could have asked for and more. I, I don't remember. Uh, uh, well, frankly, he's such a wonderful presence, not just on the on the field, but from what I understand, in the locker room, he's a great player, great teammate, he's a good guy. But he's on his way to break a career record. He seems like he's happy. Um, I mean, it's, the guy does everything. He ran one in today. He, he threw. You know, he caught one. I'm just uh, just delighted, delighted by him. I feel like. You know, that trade alone is what's going to keep polls around. <laughs> He's Steve Smith 2.0. Yeah. I told you from the beginning. No, I get it. He is just that stellar. He is, he's just, he's just, he's small, he's compact, but he knows his body. He knows what he wants to do after he catches the ball. He doesn't care. No, he they didn't. lay himself out for his team, for his players, for his quarterback. They did a great job with uh, getting the ball in his hands. Uh, he's He has great uh, yards after catch. Um, some of the plays didn't work, I mean, but, you know, that's I tribute to that, to being a young team that's learning on the fly. Uh, I'm excited, Chris. It's, it's, it's great. It's a good way to end the season. You know, it's fun. Um, Winning, I I forget how it feels. Uh, you know, I try my best to be a casual fan. I do everything I can to just pretend that I really don't care that much, but just can't do it. I just can't do it. It's too important to me. They mean too much, and uh, you know these wins validate that. You know, I'm walking on cloud nine, I feel great. You know, and these are millionaires who don't know me and don't care about me, but it doesn't matter because it's. It's a good feeling. Uh, being invested like this is uh, is is exciting, especially when you can you know dive into the same uh, feeling that they're having. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Hasta el cien. I'll say that in Spanish. Hasta el cien. One hundred percent. You know why? Because the whole reason we did this podcast is to describe these moments, good or bad. But tonight, we can celebrate, we can look at what we did, and we say, and, and I use that literally, we, because we're fans, first and foremost, and we're not invested like these players are that sacrifice so much of their livelihood for that. And, you know, we, we don't sacrifice anything. The only thing we sacrifice is our love for the game and our love well, I would I would take that back. Our love for this this team, for this organization, for the Chicago Bears till we fucking die. Yeah, it's not even about the game. It's just about this team that we have so much admiration and love, and we will fucking defend it no matter if we fucking finish the season zero and eighteen, zero and sixteen. We're still gonna have this podcast because we love this fucking team. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I agree. There's some wonderful, wonderful feeling that comes with uh, winning. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I'm, I'm thrilled. Um, so uh, let's see. We got the Cleveland next week. Uh, followed up with uh, who's who's who are we following up there, Chris? I think we have. Let's see. Let's see. We have. Oh shit! I'm in between. Uh. 
I'm a Bulls fan too, till the day I die. I've been a Jordan fan forever, so you know I gotta go in between them because that's how I am. That's how I roll. Let's see what this exchange between. Let's see, we got we got Cleveland, and then we got Arizona at home. We got Cleveland on the road. We got Arizona at home, and then we got the Falcons at home. So two back-to-back -back games at home. And then we got the fucking Cheeseheads in Lambeau Field the very, very last game. <laughs> like I told you, if anything, if we play spoiler, let's fucking do it. Let's rock them. Right. Oh, man, that was a bad clip, but that was a moment between Brisker and Fields. Man, I can't tell you enough about Brisker. I just love the way he played today. Um, not, not too impressed with Eddie, Eddie Jackson. I think they need to save money and kind oh, of yeah, send him yeah. on his he, way. He's gone. He's gone. Send he's him gone. on his way next year. He, yeah. he knows it, and he might even be retired next year. Who knows? Yeah. Because he's, you know, he's done, he, he's had a good career. I mean, he's played in the league, what, 12 years, 13 years? Yeah. Yeah, no, very excited, very excited. Um, well, you know, there's a good chance we can win out. I know we can beat Arizona. I know we can beat Cleveland. They have a good defense. Their their offense is being run by Joe Flacco, um, <laughs> who I guess still he was retired. He playing. was sitting down. He was fucking lounging, drinking beers, and everything. And yeah, he's, in, he's starting. But I sure would love it if we were to find out if Fields, you know, if that debate is over. You know, like I talked about earlier, that we're not going to know. We're just not going to know until the Bears uh, draft day. And if they trade and change, I mean, Justin may know, but we're not going to know. He needs to... He needs to manipulate the, you know, the other teams. So, you know, we well, got yeah, but, but you know what? But it's every opportunity for Justin to showcase his talent for all the other teams if he wants to play for that or if he wants to stay in Chicago. Fucking make it difficult. Why not? If you have the upper hand and you can decide and you got the team to support you, you got your players. So check this out. Coaches can be coaches, but players, imagine this. Players. DJ Moore can go and fucking ride in Justin Fields' fucking car. And fucking talk about the game. And they can talk about, hey, you know what? When coach says this play, whatever that play, we're, I'm going to you. Yeah. So fuck it. No. And nobody has to know but him and, and DJ Moore. And they can play to whatever they want to fucking play. They can dictate. They can fucking run their own coup. And do their system and do their play however the fuck they want to do it. Yeah. Oh, just, just thrilled. Um. Yeah, um, that's about all I got today, Chris. Exciting day, exciting move, <laughs> exciting game. I love it. This feeling is wonderful. Uh, let's hear what uh, Coach Flus had to say today when uh, when they went into the locker room. I think he's got a little recording here. Let me start that. Uh, my apologies. I apologize. I don't have it. Hey, well, you know what? I can fucking tell you exactly what he was. He was fucking happy at all levels. He can tell you that uh, yeah, he, he's got a different teams, cadence, right? Yeah, they did what they needed to do, and they they showed it. They won. They won because they stuck together, no matter what. You never seen anything on the sidelines where they were like, 
Holy shit. This, here we go again. No, here we fucking go again. No, we I'm, have to leave. We're going to fucking lose again because we fucking suck. No. At any moment, no. At all times, coaching, players, they all believed and they all believed that they were going to win and they won. Well, you know, and that's, you know, that's what the coach exactly said. He said, you know, we believed in it. Now we know. And I guess, you know, it sounds a little corny, but what he's saying is now the proof is in the pudding. Because that, that, that win is going to leave a mark. I mean, I know you don't want to give Detroit credit, but that was a good win. I don't want to give them the fucking credit because I said, I'll say Well, then you're, you're taking away credit from the Bears then with, with that belief. No, I That's never took... exactly what you're doing. No, you know why I'm not going to take credit away from the Bears is because we should have beat them the last time. I know, but they were a young team that, you know, makes that, you know, doesn't have it all figured out. I, I can go back and dissect every fucking eight wins that the, that the Lions won, but I don't have time for that. I see the Bears going, uh, finishing the season with seven wins. That's my prediction. I'd love to see. Uh, Let's see. Okay. I see. I'd love to see them win out. You, you go nine wins. You're going to the playoffs. Uh, no, not the wild card. Not uh, with the Eagles. Not with the. Cowboys. I, I know, but uh, they're they're in the fucking. We're at the bottom. They're they're in the hunt. If you win nine games, I promise you that. No, we would have to have the the Lions lose out four games in a row. The Lions win the division, and we fucking spoiled the the Packers because of our nine wins. Yeah. Well, so the Eagles win. I mean, the Cowboys win the division. The Eagles play have the uh, they have the wild card. Yeah, that's how it's going to play out. It very well could. The Niners win out. Dallas wins out. I mean, you're one and two in that division. The Eagles wild card. Well, fucking anyway, we're in the hunt. Tampa wins out. And yeah. fucking, you know. Vikings are Green Bay Packers. I mean, shitty. The shitty was the bottom. How nice was that? Beautiful. Seeing him use his feet again like that. That was, what, his second rushing touchdown of the year? That was sure. excellent. I love that every team that plays him knows that they have to contend with that. Yes, the kid wants to throw from the pocket. Yes, he wants to be considered a wonderful pocket passer. and. But if you're a defender and you know that this man can flat out fly right past you if he chooses, that's got to stick into your head a little. It's scary. It is scary. I love it, too. I don't want a weapon. It is. It is. But he has to understand and he can't take sacks if he wants to last in this. Correct. In this uh, this career, Correct. I guess we just have to hope that we have to hope that he's just going to keep keep improving. He's got to let it go. Keep improving, bring in some experienced coach. Uh, I mean, coaches. The play, yeah, the play of the game is where he fucking goes down, and I thought he he released it, and it was a sack. Well, I thought it was a sack before he released it. You know that whole mm-hmm. little thing, and then. You know, it's fourth and tw- and 13, and they get a first down. Well, that's a touchdown with, to DJ Moore. Yeah. But just imagine if it wasn't. It's a fumble. No. Nope, Luckily, we recovered. We're punting if we don't get that fucking recovery. No. If they don't call it. So, I agree. We're far from flawless. We've got a lot of work to do. I, I still predict that there'll probably be a, a loss at some point this week. Uh, but I hope not. But what I'm seeing is growth. I'm seeing potential. I'm seeing confidence building. I'm seeing teammates growing. Uh, it's going to be really tough for uh, Poles 
to uh, break that team up at the end of the season if they win out or if they go seven, eight wins. That team's going to feel it. Uh, they're going to believe in each other. It's just going to get stronger. As far as offensive goes, uh, you know, I think Getsy belongs in the NFL. I, I, I would love to see him replaced personally at the end of the year. But, again, the man's got four more games to impress us and see what he can do. Yeah, he's got to stop that shit with uh, running his quarterback. And He's making mistakes. I mean, the bubble screens last week you know, or two weeks ago, I mean, you know, he thought that was the best method to beat that team. It didn't work. He didn't adjust quick enough. I mean, those are mistakes that rookie coaches make. And this is, well, this is what I, I don't understand. Getsy fucking had Aaron Rodgers for, what, two, three, four years? Well. And so, guess what? Treat fields like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but, you know, so no one, guess what? You don't coach Aaron Rodgers. He just does whatever the fuck he wants, you know. Well, that's what he yelled. Well, he, but he, he coached him. I, I know, but that's, you know, that's like. No, but he's like, got to, he's got to let him know. He's got to let fields know that, hey, when you feel that pressure, fucking throw away. I don't care if they give you fucking 15 yards for intentional grounding. But it's one less hit yeah. to your body. Well, hopefully, the. I mean, how many times did the camera focus on his well, on I, his hits, and then he was grabbing his shoulder? I don't remember rubbing, one I mean, on. one roughing the quarterback call on fields all year. I think the refs feel that since he runs, he deserves to get hit. But but that's the, the thing, man. Throw it fucking away. I know. Throw the ball away. I know, buddy. Don't get the sack. It's all right, you we don't have to take it. We got Bajent there, so we're good in the background. All right, so I'm gonna wrap up now. You guys, we got we got a we got a we got a cowboy fan live in, in Dallas. All right, I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining us again and being here for this episode. I'm thrilled that you guys are joining us. Happy, happy Bears win. Chicago Bears till I die. I love you. Yeah, bear all, down. All day, every day. Bears till the, I die. The Bears.